Thanks for tuning in to another great edition of Max and TV. We have a phenomenal guest, Melanie Borden, on the show. A lot of people want to know how you grow your business, how to navigate LinkedIn especially, and how to actually bring on business directly from LinkedIn or honestly any other channel. And Melanie has done that. She walks the walk and talks the talk. She is what I call Mrs. LinkedIn, literally, for sure in the automotive industry. Um, I like to say, honestly, in every industry, um, if you haven't seen a Melanie Borden post on LinkedIn, you probably haven't been on LinkedIn, period. Um, it's hard to miss. Um, as I mentioned, she's got currently over 100,000 followers right now. But the real story is that she actually didn't have pretty much any foot, any online footprint just, you know, 15 months ago, 15 short months ago, um, she barely had anything. And the real story is how she was able to go from essentially, you know, a very, very small following to essentially what she has today, where she's got, you know, an influx of leads of business that she can't even keep up with right now. And that's even how she even got on the show. Cause I found her on LinkedIn. Um, the show, we literally are going to go over tips and step-by-step -step guidance as to how she did it and then learn how you could potentially do it for your own business, how she grew her business and go through it that way. We're going to learn a little bit more about Melanie, her background, how she got into this in the beginning, the trials and tribulations of doing it. And last but not least, we're also going to discuss one very controversial question, which does get brought up from time to time, specifically about LinkedIn. But the main story here is it's not just about LinkedIn. It's not just about how to increase your following. It's really about how you grow your revenue. And no matter what social channel you're on, this gives you the tools to plug them in to then do it yourself. And no matter if you're on LinkedIn, uh, TikToks, um, Instagram, it doesn't matter. Even if they were to be annihilated tomorrow, these same principles still apply today. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Until then, we'll see you on the other side. What an absolute pleasure to have the famous Melanie Borden on Max and TV. Melanie, thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. This is going to be great because we're going to be talking a lot about marketing strategies. We're going to be talking about LinkedIn, a lot of different things that people really want to get to the bottom of. And you're the one who really has all the answers. So why don't we start it like this? If you were to describe to your parents what you do, how would you, what would you tell them? <laughs> so I would use the simplified version of what I do, which is I'm a marketing consultant. And that's generally the question answer that I give even to my grandmother and my grandmother's friends is I'm a marketing consultant. Right. right. Try to explain to them so, what LinkedIn is, right? <laughs> it's a website where you meet other businesses and business right. owners exactly. <laughs> and people who work at businesses. Right. So a one way that I've described LinkedIn in the past is, and I don't know if this is kind of a crude way of explaining it, but you know, for example, there are dating apps out there for like Bumble as an example. So I think of LinkedIn in a sense as Bumble where you're finding businesses it, to match with. Just like with the dating site, you're finding a partner to match with. With LinkedIn, you're working and you're finding businesses to match with. You know, that's actually interesting you brought that up because I just found out recently that apparently Bumble has an actual professional networking aspect to it besides the dating. Is that is that true? 
I did not know that, but I knew that they had a friend portion where you can make friends, you know, outside of finding like romantic partners. I did know that you can meet friends on Bumble, but no, I did not know that they had a professional aspect, but that's really smart. Yeah. It happens to be also, uh, when I posted about Bumble going public, that was my highest grossing post that had like 50,000 views or something. But then again, that's it, really interesting. Yeah, but then again, it meant nothing because I got nothing out of it besides a lot of likes. <laughs> but we're going to be talking. Well, you don't know that. What? You don't know that because you could have connected with someone, and you just never know how the world works. It might not just happen just like that. You're, you know what? You're right, and we're going to get into exactly why you're right. Um, so, <laughs> did you always want to be? Did you always want to run your own business? Is this something you wanted to do? I definitely did from a young age. I always wanted to be a business owner and I've been very fortunate in the roles that I've held up until having my own business where I ran my department as my own business. But when I was younger, I always, I started working when I was 12 years old and I did every kind of job you can possibly imagine from working at a Chinese restaurant to working as a snowboard instructor. I worked at a deli. I had a a camp where my own camp where I helped. It was basically a babysitting camp where I made arts and crafts with kids and I put an ad in the newspaper and that's how I generated some kids to join my camp. Um, All different types of jobs that I've always held. You know, I worked in the mall, in a clothing store. I worked as a bartender. I worked as a server. I've always been working. And so I've always been very driven and always been hardworking. And my parents just always told me if you, you know, want a certain life, you have to work for it. And so I've kind of taken that as part of my ingrained culture um, for myself. And now I'm raising my kids the same way. Yeah. As I like to say, Jersey strong, Jersey strong. Yeah. (laughs) You you didn't happen to work. I also worked in the, I worked at Bloomingdale's. You didn't also work at Bloomingdale's, did you? Or no, I did. I, you know, I grew up in northern New Jersey where it's very country, the area that I lived mm-hmm. in. I should say that I live in now because I moved back after living in the city for a little while, but there was no Bloomingdale's. Right. <laughs> but it would have probably been dangerous if I did because I probably wouldn't have saved anything and just shopped the whole I time. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, where I was from in Miami, their air conditioning wasn't working properly. So there was nothing I was looking forward to more than leaving. It was phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> it was in Miami. It was very hot. You have to wear a suit, everything. Um, so would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I would consider myself at times to be an introverted extrovert. Mm. And I think that with the last couple of years with COVID has really kind of solidified that description for me. I'm very outgoing. I've always been very outgoing. I love to go to events. I love to go to parties. I love to socialize. I love networking. However, I also am very much a homebody who likes to, you know, just enjoy a glass of wine by the fire and relax and not socialize at all. So that's why I say, I think I'm an introverted extrovert. Right. Like the business, like having to do what you do have to like, for example, I hate to bring up this person, but he's such a good example. Bill Gates was probably a huge introvert. Like he can lock himself in a room for two weeks to read something and come out. But because he was running a foundation, he had to learn certain skills on how you raise money, how you get out there. So yeah, when someone's really good at what they, I wanted to see like if business had anything to do with your development as a leader and as a business owner. 
I think my development as a leader and a business owner has just been from working with different with other different business owners and other leaders and just from the experience of working with other people. And, you know, prior to COVID, I was in an office every day. So I didn't really have the option to be that introverted, especially working on the leadership team at a dealer group, as well as having a team that worked for me. (laughs) So I didn't really have the option. So there was a saying, fake it till you make it. And I definitely feel that, you know, when you're in the position where you'd rather just not go out or, you know, not go to the office, going to that event or going to the office is always the way I think that will help overcome any of those kind of objections that you have in your mind. Right. I'm originally from Miami and the only thing they do down there is faking it. They're very good at that. Oh. <laughs> so um, is there one thing in your business that you didn't necessarily expect by running it, by running your own business? Absolutely. And that's a good question. And it's funny because someone told me when I launched my business, they said, whatever you think you're going to be doing right now, one year from now, you're going to be doing something completely (laughs) different, but you'll still have your business, but you'll be doing something different within your business. Um, I'm a marketing consultant and generally I work with businesses, individuals, and I consult with them on their marketing and branding strategies. And that includes social. And one of the things that has been coming up a lot since I launched my business is companies asking myself and my company to actually run their own social. So to create those deliverables of, you know, being a social media manager monthly. And that was something I was not expecting to happen. And it just happened organically. So what's one thing that about your field of expertise that no one necessarily agrees with you with, but you see things a little bit differently? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. When I first started posting on LinkedIn, I got a lot of pushback from many people and they said, well, you know, social media in general doesn't generate income and you're definitely not going to be able to generate leads from posting on LinkedIn. And I still hear that to today. I I still hear those same old tapes playing from different people um, talking about how it's not possible and how LinkedIn actually isn't a social media platform and that only platforms like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok are social platforms, but that LinkedIn isn't a social platform. And so LinkedIn is absolutely a social platform. And you know, when I set out to build an audience for myself, it was more of, okay, I want to establish myself as a retail marketer in the automotive industry. And that was my number one goal. And it's evolved over time. And it really led me to building this audience because I kept getting contacted by business owners and individuals all over the world saying, Melanie, can you help us with our content? Do you, you know, do you any do you do anything outside of LinkedIn? Do you work on other social platforms? Can you help us with our strategy? And it really led me to starting my own company to do exactly what I'm doing today, which is not just on the social front, but literally the entire marketing strategy, which is what I was doing prior um, to having my own business. So it's been interesting. And I love hearing those conversations from people and those stories where they're saying, oh, you can never you know, increase your sales or you can never include, increase revenue or your profits by posting on LinkedIn which is 100% false. Uh, Well, yeah, damn right it is. Um, I can't stop from laughing because when you actually said that someone said that, 
my immediate thought was some 78-year-old old-school guy who's been in the automotive industry since, you know, Ford was alive, um, literally, and saying, yeah, fit, LinkedIn does But then you mentioned, like, no, everything's on Instagram, so can't be an older guy. Like, why are they so oblivious to LinkedIn? There's generally two reasons that I've noticed why most people aren't utilizing LinkedIn as not just as a lead gen, but as a place to build their own brand or their company's brand is number one, they're afraid to, they, they don't want to put themselves out there. They're afraid. Many people who work for businesses are afraid that they're going to get fired or they're going to get let go. If they do that, they don't see the value of when you're putting out information that will help your customers solve their problems, that it will actually drive more business to your business versus, you know, creating an image that's negative, which is just an antiquated mindset. And, and really they're just afraid of making a mistake. And then secondly, they just don't know how they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to post. They don't know. How, they don't know how to identify online who their audience is. They don't know how to build a strategy, a posting strategy. They don't know how to comment and what to say in their comments and so on. So that's generally the reasons why. And believe it or not, it's not just an older generation. I mean, I've had people in their 20s and 30s say that to me, where they say, you know, they're more focused on TikTok. Whereas I know that if I'm in any sort of business development role and I'm looking to target C-level clients, they're not necessarily on TikTok for the point of networking and to do business and to read news and to see to see that side of social versus with LinkedIn, you have every C-level executive globally. You have this massive opportunity to build a personal brand by posting on social because less than 1% of the entire platform is doing it that way. So there's just this massive opportunity to kind of have that convergence of business and personal on LinkedIn. And sometimes it just takes some educating and having those conversations to understand it. But those are the reasons why most people are not posting on a site like LinkedIn. That's fascinating. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a data guy, not necessarily because I am, my brother is actually a data analyst by trade and that's how, but oh, wow. if someone shows me, it's like, by the way, hi, I'm Melanie Borden. And literally I've gotten X, Y, Z business out of LinkedIn. You know, I would believe you why, you know, it's, it's right. amazing how someone still doesn't, doesn't get it. It is a numbers game to a certain extent. And that's why I say, you know, when you have a posting strategy, if you can post every day by using specific hashtags that are relevant to who your target audience is and what they would be looking for if they were looking at different hashtags for content, if you can, you know, have that specific time narrowed in of, you know, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern where you can post daily, you are putting yourself in the position to be seen more and you're giving your audience more opportunities to follow you, connect with you, watch you. And therefore when they are, you know, when you're in the right place at the right time with the right message, they will reach out to you. Right. So take me through, this is day one on LinkedIn with Melanie Borden. What did you do? Maybe you can take us through the actual steps that you, that you took and 
Yeah. Were there any challenges sure. also that maybe you saw? So the biggest challenge for me when I first started is I had no digital footprint. And when I say no, I mean, if you Googled me, there was really a couple of press releases came up. Um, I had never done a podcast. I had never wrote an article. Um, I had not been featured in anything, no magazines, nothing. I hadn't, I hadn't really done anything. Um, and so, and I wasn't really on social. I had a Facebook page, but it was really to share photos, like my family and friends, you know, my, you know, my grandmother who lives in Florida has a Facebook page and, you know, she doesn't, she hasn't figured out how to text yet, <laughs> even though texting has been around for a while. So I would send her, you know, photos through Facebook. So she got that. Um, but it, it, I just didn't know where to start, but I managed all of the social media accounts for the businesses that I was working for. And I also managed all of our marketing and advertising. So I thought from my lens, my purview, I said, okay, I'm going to look at this like this is like I'm another business and I'm going to transfer my knowledge of what I've done for the business. And also I worked for an entrepreneur at the time and I'm going to take what I learned working for him and I'm going to apply it to myself. And so to start, I set a goal. And this is what I would recommend to anyone. You want to set a goal. What is your intention, right? So your goal might be, I want to increase my income by X percentage for 2022. Um, my personal goal was I would like to create a name for myself in the auto industry because there were other people in the industry who worked in retail, who had these big followings, but they were on Instagram, they were on Twitter and Facebook, but there was really no one other than like Elon Musk, Mary Barra from General Motors. Like there were not everyday people who had audiences on different social platforms. So I thought, okay, I can do this. And, and I did have a lot of people saying, it's not possible, you can't. And that really fueled for me being able to do it. So the first step I did is I set this goal, right? Step one was setting the goal. Step two was really building out who I wanted to target. I felt that with Instagram, Twitter, I felt that it was, and TikTok wasn't as popular and I didn't know too much about it because it was really a different age demographic at the time when I first started with LinkedIn. So I thought about, okay, where are all the general managers owners, dealer principals in the auto industry, where are they? How will they find me? Well, they're on Google, right? Because they all do any, you know, different types of marketing and advertising for their business, but they're also on LinkedIn. And a lot of them don't utilize it as a place where they're posting content, but they're absorbing it. So I said, okay, I'm going to focus on LinkedIn because that's where everyone is. That's where my audience is. So I started there. Then I started building out my content. And I thought, okay, I'm going to talk about what I do in my day-to-day -day as a VP of marketing at a dealer group, because that's where I was working. And I'm going to take pictures of myself all over the dealership, all over the different stores, because I wanted everyone to identify who I was and what I did. And that's why I was taking photos of myself. Also, for some reason, selfies convert. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. For some reason, People like to see selfies. They engage with Even them. Even my selfies, which is surprising. 
every selfie. Yeah. People love selfies. People love the selfie videos. They love photos of selfies. People love seeing that authentic side of the person on the other side. And so that was my content strategy as I started building. And I also started posting a lot of motivational and inspirational content. And this was all before COVID. And I was a young woman coming into a dealer group, predominantly male. And I was brought in to make serious changes. And it was very difficult, not only for the people who were absorbing some of the changes, but for myself, because it was very challenging for the first year or so that I was working there, because I had to make a lot of decisions that were radically different than the marketing strategies that had been there before. So I always would kind of refer to any sort of motivation and positive content myself. And so I just started sharing some of that content and it was really well received. And the truth is, is that in, we ended up finding out later as 2020 went on, once COVID happened, people want a sense of feeling good. And you definitely want to factor in when you're posting anything anywhere how do you want someone to feel when they see that post? How do you want them to feel when they're reading it? Do you want them to feel smart? Do you want them to feel inspired? Do you want them to feel angry? Do you want them to feel, you know, any way you want to consider how someone is going to be receiving? And just as a leader in general, when you're speaking to a room of people, whether they work for you or not, you just want to be cognizant of the things that you say and how you're saying it. And it's the same thing with posting, in my opinion, on LinkedIn. And that's how I got started with it. And what I did is I created a training for the sales consultants at the company that I worked for because I really believed that what I was doing was going to make an impact. And I felt that it would truly impact the profitability of the company as well. Because once I started posting, people from the tri-state started contacting me. I have a Maserati. Would you arrange to have my Maserati picked up? You know, I'm looking for this specific GL. Do you have this? Um, you know, I'm down the road from your Lexus dealership. Do you think that you can help me schedule an appointment to come in to look at this new car that just came out? So that started happening to me. And I wasn't even selling anything. I was really selling myself. So doing that is also a really great strategy for someone who's looking to, whether get a promotion, you know, switch companies or potentially switch industries um, and when they're building a social strategy for themselves on LinkedIn. And then COVID happened. <laughs> so it had all this great momentum in the first quarter. And then it was like, a you know, COVID and everything that I had been working on with the sales teams was essentially put on hold. And from there, I just kept going. And I ended up having a post go viral um, from a troll who was commenting on my physical appearance. And it, the, the post got picked up by Good Morning America, wow. Epoch Times, Daily Mail, um, Working Mother Media, and a few other sites. And that really supercharged my LinkedIn following. And the rest is history. Wow. So, you know, we kind of, we're going to go right into that question. And we spoke about this before. Um, we spoke about this not only with you, but with, but I spoke about this with others 
on my podcast. Um, so yeah, let's dive right into it. That people, uh, especially someone with a big following, is always going to get a troll. Not only one troll, a lot of trolls, and they're all a bunch of pricks. But I like to get your take on when someone says, "Well, you're only building a following because you happen to be a beautiful woman." If I post it, it's not going to be the same. I like to hear your thoughts on those types of people. I think it's a cop out. Truly, I think it's a cop out for someone to say that because it's like anything. It, it could get you in the door, but that's not the door I want to be walking through. Okay, so anyone who sets out to do the things that we talked about, they set a goal, they create all these different strategies for themselves, and they execute on it consistently, can do exactly what I did, regardless of how I may look or not. And you and I both know that there are hundreds and thousands of men and other women that are on social platforms that provide immense value and post, and they still get attacked for, for their appearance. I think the truth is, is about trolls is that there are a lot of people right now who are very unhappy. And when you're on your computer, it's a great place to hide your phone or your computer. And so I give those trolls some grace at the end of the day because they are very unhappy and it has absolutely nothing to do with me. Absolutely nothing. Right. Um, but anyone can do it. You don't have to be blonde. You know, it doesn't matter. Right. Anyone can do what I've done. Right. I'm still waiting for people to come out and say, wow, Max, you're absolutely gorgeous. I'm waiting for all those people. I still am still waiting. I don't know. Listen, it's there's a lot of people who have who are with social that comments on appearance, right? And so you can use whatever type of content strategy that you want. But for myself personally, I've chosen to use photos of myself because to me, that's, I am part of my brand. How I look is part of my brand. And whether someone says that's, you know, right or wrong to me, this is how people identify who I am. So I use, and I leverage photos of myself. And I would strongly suggest anyone who's looking to make a name for themselves or to build their audience to do the same. And I did that actually. And my engagement was like three times as much as I normally would get. Yeah. It works like a charm. Phenomenal. There are certain types of content, Max, that will create massive growth. One of those types of content is doing inspirational and motivational posts along with a selfie. You want to have massive growth quick on LinkedIn and you're not necessarily so focused on who the audience is, post like that and you'll have massive growth instantly. What are the, May I ask what the other ones are as well? Sure. I would suggest providing posts that have value where you're giving away secrets or trade secrets, not trade secrets in the sense of the legal term, but trade secrets in the sense of, for example, I work in marketing and there are specific tools that I use personally that help me and they help my clients. And one of those tools I shared today was called Copy AI, mm -hmm. copy.ai. And it's a website where you can create copy instantaneously. Another secret that I've given out that's not a secret is Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, which is a site that connects journalists and sources. And you can submit yourself to create yourself in a third, you know, third party where you are featured in an article or an interview or so on and so forth. 
So I believe when you provide tremendous value to your audience, you're helping them solve the problems that they have. I, you know, my audience is business owners, specific business owners, but business owners. And I have a lot of executives that I work with and their problem is, is they don't know how to connect the dots. So part of my content strategy is I help them with connecting the dots. And that's another way to create trust. It's another way to create authority in your industry. And it's another way to create growth. And you cannot expect anything in return. Will it create inbound leads? A thousand percent. But it takes time. And you have to look at every single thing that you do with LinkedIn as the long game. You can't look at it as something that's going to happen this week, this month or even this quarter, you have to look at it as this is something that you're working on for the next year. Right. And what I really like about what you're doing is that it's not, you know, it's not married to any one given social media platform. Some people are very good on X, but this strategy can work anywhere. Let's say all social media goes to hell. And now what do you do? It doesn't matter. It's the same strategy, Right. right? And here's the thing. We talked about this before. A couple months ago, there was an outage with Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. And there are so many business owners and businesses that that create and and thrive off of just of just Instagram or just Facebook. Just like there's businesses that do the same with LinkedIn. So it's really important to make sure that you have multiple sources where you think your audience is. For myself, I focus heavily on Google. And I know that if someone is looking to find out more information about me, if they go to Google, they're going to find a lot of content. And it's the same thing for me with LinkedIn. And I also post on the other social platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. But my focus where my audience is, is coming from Google and LinkedIn. Right. Just like me, if you type in Max Lannisman, you will also find my stats in high school uh, basketball and baseball stats. Um, right. There you go. Look over the, do not look <laughs> over the basketball stats. Uh, I was more of a baseball player. So um, anyways, Melanie, um, while I have you here, a lot of people, obviously, they want to grow their following. They want to grow other uh, businesses, especially on LinkedIn. What advice would you give them? Are there any type of tips that you would tell them to do that can significantly increase their footprint? Absolutely. So when I first started with LinkedIn, it was kind of what I call trial and terror. Have you ever huh. heard of trial and error? Right. <laughs> For me, it was trial and terror. So there are a couple different strategies that I think are really important for anyone who's looking to either start building their brand on LinkedIn or who's looking to revamp for the new year. You know, it's January. It's the perfect time to kind of take a look at everything that you're doing from a strategy perspective with LinkedIn. And a lot of times, many people come to me and they say, I just don't know where to start. So I broke it down into a couple different strategies. And you'll hear many marketers and those on LinkedIn talking about content. And although content is really important, you also have to identify who your audience is. So having an audience strategy is super important. And the way that I like to think about it is who, what, where, when. Remember when you were in school and you heard who, what, where, when, how? Well, with LinkedIn, with your audience, you want to think about who they are, right? So who are the people that are you're targeting? in terms of who you want to connect with and who do you want to grow your business with. You also want to understand what they do and how does what you do help them to grow their business. Um, you want to think about where they are, you know, where they are geography-wise. Are they in New York? Are they in California? Are they in Miami? Which time zone are they in? When do you think that they're online? And that's really the when is what times are they going to be online? 
and ultimately understanding, you know, the business that you're in and who your target audience is, right? So that's what I would call your audience strategy, which is something that you don't necessarily hear a lot of people talking about. Then you also want to think about your connecting strategy, right? So what are you going to say? What does that process look like? Who are you connecting with, et cetera? Um, you also want to have some sort of a follow-up to after you connect with them and start thinking about, okay, now that I've connected, I sent this thoughtful message that brings a piece of value to this individual. How am I going to proceed further? So having that connecting strategy mapped out before you start posting on LinkedIn is also really important. And then you talk about the content strategy. So what kinds of content are you going to be posting? One thing that I've noticed that a lot of people have done even before I started posting a lot on LinkedIn was the the posts that have the most value for the person who's reading it. So your audience, and it ties back into your audience strategy. How will your business help support that person to thrive the most in their business? So your content should have so much value in it and you shouldn't expect anything in return from the content that you're putting out there. And then lastly, your posting strategy, right? The one thing that everyone needs to understand who posts on LinkedIn is that you want to be consistent. You want to consistently post every single day, or you want to commit to a time frame that works the best for you, right? So the more you post, the more you will find that your audience will grow. But at the same time, if you can't commit to doing it every day because it's just not realistic, then pick a time frame that works best for you, whether it's once a week, once a month. Etc. You just want to pick a time frame that works the best for you. And then some other ancillary strategies that I would definitely suggest, like commenting, for example. I know many people, and I'm sure you do too, who have grown a fairly significant audience on LinkedIn just from commenting on other people's posts. And again, all these different strategies kind of tie back into your ultimate goal, which is what you want to get from posting on LinkedIn to begin with. Right. Words from the wise, as I like to say. <laughs> and, and so you broke it up into very good, good points. Um, wait, so when you send in a connection request, you can't just say, hi, I'm looking to sell you insurance. You want to buy my insurance? So you can't do that, right? No, I mean, I think all of us on LinkedIn have received the, the sales messages. Yep. And ultimately, it's like the cringe factor. And I would love to know if, if it works for some people because I know it's never worked for me. Um, being intentional with who you're connecting with and, and then following up with that person, but doing it in a way where you're just looking to have a, a group of people that you're looking to grow your business with over a long period of time, not thinking about in the typical sales world where we're thinking about this week, this month, it's a long game versus today, tomorrow, and the month of January. Right. And I like how you broke it down because there's a lot of people who, you know, I've seen it on LinkedIn a lot where someone would be like, well, you know, I see that my posts have really good stuff in it, but it, like nobody cares. And like, I'm not getting the business that I thought I was getting. And you broke it up quite nicely. Maybe they're not commenting and not just commenting, but maybe on the people that they're looking to speak to, you know, and engage with that type of crowd and maybe identifying your market as opposed to everyone, right? Right. And it's a lot of work. And if you don't have an audience outside of LinkedIn, let's say, for example, on Facebook or on Instagram or on Twitter, and you're really just looking to start with LinkedIn like I did, 
it requires effort and it requires work and anything worth having is worth working for. And so anyone who thinks, oh, you know, you can just post something and and then just see what happens. You have to be intentional and you have to have a strategy behind even your content. You need to have a strategy for every aspect of every moment, just like you would have to run your business. Go back to that whole trial, trial by terror, trial and terror. <laughs> so one of the things that drives all social media platforms as engagement. Mm -hmm. And that's really what they're fueled by. So engagement on a social platform is how you're interacting with the post. So if I could give anyone a tip that is pure gold, it would be to like your own posts. And so many people say, well, why would you do that? It seems like you're so full of yourself if you're liking your own content. The thing is, is that it's engagement. You're engaging with your post. And from there, once you engage with your post, you want to put some more detail into the comment section, which is more engagement. So what I generally suggest is to not only like your post, but then to comment three to five times in the, in the comment section. And the reason you want to do this is because with LinkedIn, when you have that engagement, your post then shows up when someone opens up the app on the home screen. And so the engagement part is really, really important. And it's something that a lot of people don't do and they have such unbelievable content and they don't understand why no one is seeing it is because there's no engagement. Um, another tip that I would strongly suggest is to pick a time, pick a time of day. And that time might be different each day, but you want to pick a time and stick with it. So every single Monday, I'm going to post at 7.40 a.m. Eastern. And so what happens is when you're doing that and then you're doing that engagement, your audience becomes trained to know when your content is coming. So that would be another really strong way to help build out your audience is to do that. Um, and, and lastly is to really just, I mentioned it earlier, is to post consistently. Pick a day that you're going to post and just stick with it. If you can't post every day, then pick two days or pick one day or pick the week that you're going to do it and make sure that you have that consistent posting schedule because that will really help you. Right. Phenomenal, phenomenal advice. Uh, for those who feel like they can't necessarily post every day, what is your opinion on maybe having a scheduling app that does it for you will post um, every day? What, what do you What do you say about that? So with, with, with a social media syndicator, I have, there are two schools of thought that I have. The first one is if you're managing a business, it, you might not necessarily have the option. You might have to use it because you don't have the time to go into the, to the actual app and to do the post. So it's great for planning out content. It's great for having your content calendar, your schedules ready to go. You can plan in advance. That part is great. And it helps with being efficient and organized. And when I was working as a VP of marketing, that's what I did. However, the downside is that when you do that, there is no instant engagement from you. So if you're going to use some sort of a scheduler, make sure that yourself or someone else on your team can go into that post and start engaging because it's really important to have the engagement. And that's the downside of using a scheduler specifically for a, a site like LinkedIn. Now, 
The benefit of using your app is what I said earlier, the engagement. You're already there and you don't want to post and ghost. Okay. This is something that is really important. You don't want to post and then just leave it alone. You want to get the engagement going because that's how the algorithm picks up that your content is out there. So going into the post and doing the engagement right away is important. But again, in terms of planning and strategy, you want to have some other tool that you're using to do that. Whereas when you're using a scheduler, everything is there. Um, a question I really wanted to ask you was, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would that be? If I could be remembered for one thing, it would be how I have served so many businesses and individuals through the content that I've put out on LinkedIn. Definitely. I know that there are a lot of people that can't necessarily afford to have someone come in house as a fractional CMO or a fractional marketing department, but they really need help. And I believe that the content that I've posted over the last two years has helped so many businesses. And I would love to be remembered for that. One of the things that when I was sitting on the other side of the desk, when I was interviewing vendors and social media was always this hot topic. And ultimately at the end of the day, the business or the individual has to create the content. You can have someone supporting you with the strategy, but ultimately the content should be generated from the individual or from the business with the assistance of someone strategizing on the side, if that makes sense. And I would have people come in all the time and talk to me about social media and what we should be doing from a social perspective. And anytime that I would interview anyone, I would say, can I see what you're doing for yourself? And they would show me, and it wasn't anything that really would blow my hair back in the sense where I didn't see them doing it for themselves. So I say, do as I say, and as I do, because I not only help other businesses with this, but I've done it myself. And it's been more than just the trial and terror. I have been able to achieve this and now I'm helping other people do the same. Right. Uh, you talk the talk and you walk the walk. And honestly, it was alarming when you said that you were not in any articles before, because when I see you now, you're literally every other day, you're in another article you're in another news news media site, and it's incredible what you've been able to accomplish in so little time, honestly. Thank you. I, PR is essential in terms of how you build out your brand. And it's just one of the aspects because it's content, right? And content really fuels social and that strategy behind the scene of how do you connect those dots? What are you supposed to be doing? And PR is a part of it. So I do my own PR and I help my clients with that as well. Yeah. Oh. Now, if listeners who are listening to this, they want to reach out to you or, you know, we discussed that they can find you literally on Google. Um, why don't you list everywhere where people can find you? Where should they contact you? So on and so forth. Sure. The best place to contact me is directly through my website on the contact form. Um, MelanieBorden.com is my website. Um, from there, I also have LinkedIn. You can search for me, Melanie Borden. I'm on Instagram as Melanie Borden LLC, Twitter as Melanie Borden LLC. And now an influencer on TikTok. TikTok. I right. am yeah, Melanie right. Borden. <laughs> That's right. Now I'm I'm cool now because I had uh, one post go viral. So now I've I've made it on LinkedIn on um TikTok. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That was yeah. You told me you you went up like what 
like 5,000 followers in like three days or something or something insane. It was insane. Yeah. The growth opportunity for a platform like TikTok is so massive and it's very similarly aligned to LinkedIn. There's such drastically different platforms, but the opportunities to grow an audience are almost equal in the sense where there's just so much opportunity for both. Right. So I really need to get on TikTok then, I guess. Yes, you do. Absolutely. Right. There we go. It's no longer for the 13 to 18 year olds. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's now 80, 81% of the platform is now over the age of 18. So you're in good company. Okay, good. Um, yeah, you're killing it. I hope you continue to kill it in the year 2022. And again, a reminder, anyone who wants to reach out to Melanie, it's uh, melanieborden.com. And I'll be putting links for everything. Uh, definitely TikTok for sure. Uh, but Instagram, every other, every other social <laughs> channel. And again, I appreciate you coming on, Melanie. Thanks, Max. Don't forget to like and subscribe.